I'm Tatum. And I'm Corey. And welcome to the Runners of Fort Collins. This is your connection to all the people and places that make Fort Collins a great place to both live and run. Every episode, we'll be sharing a PB&J with a local runner and getting the scoop on all things running in our community. Welcome to another episode of Runners of Fort Collins. Today, we will be interviewing Anne-Marie Kirkpatrick. She runs for Front Range Elite and was one of the founding members. She's competed in the marathon with a pretty impressive personal record of two hours and 37 minutes, and she recently made her debut in the 50K. She's lived in Fort Collins for a while with her husband and her two kids. And yeah, let's get started with the interview. Thanks for coming in and chatting with us. Oh, thanks for having me. This is really fun. And the peanut butter and honey sandwiches were a delight. Yeah, so you kind of gave it away already. <laughs> Anne-Marie's peanut butter sandwich of choice is a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Um, would you like to add anything to that? What was the kind of bread that was your favorite? Yeah, you guys did awesome. So it was Dave's bread. And then um, the peanut butter is, oh my gosh, not sponsored, I guess maybe I should say, <laughs> but it's Adam's peanut butter. It's so good. Um, and then I always like to use like a local honey. Uh, mm. I think I heard a long time ago that it helps with allergies. And I've heard that too. Yeah. So you, have you found that that's helped? Well, that's, that's really up in the air. I don't know. <laughs> I think either it's been an extra windy spring and everything's just like bouncing around all over the place um, mm. and it hasn't worked or maybe I just haven't been eating enough peanut butter and honey sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you can always eat more peanut butter and honey sandwiches. You're not wrong. For your health, definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. So speaking of the wind and maybe some allergies maybe from the wind, we know you recently debuted in the 50K. Um, do you, are you comfortable telling us a little bit about that experience, what it was like? Oh yeah, totally. Um, it was amazing. We'll just like start it off with that. So I flew into Madison on a Thursday night and I was staying with a host family. So it was this um, woman who lives, actually it's funny because it was near the college and it was very old town feeling. Um, and side note, she had a sauna in her hot tub, which I know, or sorry, in her basement, which I know has nothing to do with the race, but it was the best thing ever. She had built it during COVID and okay, back to the race. Um, and it was, it was really amazing. Like they had, um, great volunteers who were super helpful and my when I went to get my first bottle so the you know the race started and the first aid station was at four miles and my bottles hadn't made it there and so you know how important that first bit of nutrition is during oh, a long yeah. run You're like you don't want to miss out on that yeah um which I have done before so I kind of like you know had a little moment of like oh my gosh shoot um and one of the volunteers the bottles came and she biked it down to me um, that's so kind. Yes, it was. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't really like stop and thank you properly, but I'm really grateful. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. And I definitely, um, yeah, I felt like I was doing a good job of like holding myself back in the first um, lap. So the first 10K and then same thing with the second. And then the wind really started picking up on the second mm -hmm. lap. And I was like, shoot, um, I don't know if it's just like so difficult for me to run in the wind. I feel like I just get tossed around like a little rag doll. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, you know, everybody's running in the same conditions. And it was fun, right, to, like, push yourself and see, like, how deep you can go and how, um, I don't know, for me, it's just fun to see, like, what can I handle and mm -hmm. um, can I keep my mind calm even though I'm, like, starting to hurt and um, still have three laps to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, like, track laps. It's, like, six-mile laps. Yeah, yeah. So, and I tried to, like, not think of it as six-mile laps. I'm, mm. like, that's interesting you brought that up because I was, like, don't think of it like a six-mile lap. Think of it like track lap. You just have three left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, a gigantic track. Yeah. The track of your nightmares. It's <laughs> Totally. It's like the lies we tell ourselves to oh, yeah. get through things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of our teammates in undergrad, she would, she actually had a race strategy or like a mental strategy for her race was to lie to herself. She would tell herself that she had one lap less to go than she actually did. <laughs> and her thought was, you know, by the time she hit like that last lap, she couldn't quit. She'd just have to go for it. So 
yeah, her, her strategy was to lie to herself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty solid. Yeah, I'd love to hear um, kind of what was going through your mind towards the end of the race. You know, those last couple laps you mentioned got hard and it got windy. Um, what were you thinking of? What got you through the end of that? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question because, um, yeah, so we were talking about aller allergies. So my ears were like, I don't know if it was just like the angle. But anyway, it just felt like I was being stabbed in the eardrums. It was so oh. bad. Um, and I was definitely tired, too. Like, you know, it's like you're running through a riptide. Um, so there were kind of a lot of things going on. And, and then you run right by, you know, I ran right by my car every single time. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. But so my son, before I left, um, he is really into, um, you know, music. So he has this favorite song of his and I will not sing it for you, but he, um, he turned it into like a running song and was just like, okay, mom, when you're really like in your last couple miles or you're really hurting, which like little does he know I use it for my last like 20 miles <laughs> or whatever. Um, so he like sang me this song on the way to his baseball game and he was just like jamming out like is like, I don't know, lyrics were like born to run something and um, just little 10 year old things. And I actually like replayed that in my head over and over because I don't know, it's like they, they do so much when I'm training, like, and especially this training cycle, because this is probably the most selfish I've ever been training or like I did back to back long runs on the weekends. And that, of course, takes away from family time. So like they're I feel like they have played such a huge part in this whole thing from the time they were born, you know, like being pushed along in a running stroller that they get it. And they like really um, I have two boys. So but it's the older one who wrote the little song for me. Yeah, they really get it. And so that was really meaningful to me. That's yes. awesome. It's so cool having that kind of support. Um, another question I have is what it's like um, for you to balance running with being a mom and the other aspects of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's you nailed it. Like, that's another great question. Um, sometimes I feel like I do better than other times. And sometimes the house is super dirty and, you know, the lawn's a mess because I'm like too tired or I know that I need to recover instead of like bothering with cleaning or, you know, daily life things. Um but the kids, like, definitely always come first. I mean, that's something that I would sacrifice training or running for. Um, and the other things are all choices, you know. Like, I can choose to recover or I can choose to have, like, um, a nice lawn. <laughs> and <laughs> if you've been to my house, you know that I choose to recover. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Physical health first. Yeah, totally. Um, but and then sometimes they're less busy than others. So like right now, after this race, I'm taking a running break. And we're doing this long anticipated bathroom remodel. And so that's taking up a lot of time and energy and then of course like working is always one of the things that you just have to prioritize mm -hmm. um but yeah I think I do a lot of like weird things early in the morning or late at night to try and um round that out and when I mean when I say late at night I mean like 8 p.m because <laughs> I have a pretty early bedtime I imagine that means early morning does mean very early morning though yeah that's true yeah I wake up at like five every day just to kind of like clock in and I'm really lucky because I have a flexible work schedule so I can do my first chunk from 5 30 to 8 30 and then um yeah just flex things out the rest of the day however I need to um what I guess what was it like you know initially or what allowed you to keep running um despite the demands of being a mom and working and all of that like why did you decide to continue running oh this is going to be maybe a cliche answer but it's so true it's like it makes you a better person I mean I found that I was more patient as a mom and and then too when you're like when I was getting back in shape then I just had more energy for everything else too so um I, you know, it like kind of got to the point where if I wasn't running, I just had way too much annoying energy. And it, it's just like such a balancing thing. I mean, I don't know, we don't, as humans, like we don't really physically push ourselves that much on accident, you know, it kind of has to be done on purpose. And that was a really, um, it was just a good feeling for me, I guess. And just, yeah, I don't know, the physicality of it, I guess, just helped balance everything else out mentally. And also because it is so hard, it just made everything else in life seemed that much easier. Like how hard is it to, you know, like 
rock a baby in the middle of the night versus mm-hmm. like when you've just done, you know, like a super hard tempo run, like that's actually hard. Like that's really, really hard. And then the other stuff just make, you know, it seems easy. I have this image of you doing a workout and like pushing your two boys in a stroller. Is that is that a realistic image? Yeah, that's totally <laughs> accurate. And there's this one hill and people in Fort Collins will know it. It's on the Mason Trail. It's like, um, right. So let's see, kind of like where Spring Creek and Mason Trail intersect. Then there's this, it's not even a big hill. It's a baby hill and it goes south towards Whole Foods. And I feel like my workouts always like that would be the last leg. And it just seemed like this like monster hill. And I was pushing the <laughs> stroller and like, ah. um, yeah, and usually the boys were. I don't know. Maybe maybe sleeping, maybe fighting. <laughs> Toss up. Just another thing to add to the workout, having to deal with fighting kids. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But I had good triceps. Not that you can use them too much in running, but, you know. Cool. Do you bring your family with you when you travel to race? Oh, as much as I can. Yes. Um, I haven't for a while. They were with me at the trials. So in 2020, the Olympic trials were in Atlanta and they were able to all come with me. Um, and we've definitely like we took a big spring break road trip out to um Los Angeles marathon the year that I, I've done it twice. So both years they were with me. Um, and my husband came and there's some, there are just like some really sweet pictures of them cheering on the sidelines all bundled up and like I'm running by and they're like, stop, stop, hold me. <laughs> they're too, that time they were too little to understand these mm-hmm. days. They wouldn't do that. But, um, yeah, as much as I can, I love to take them with me, but now that they're in school, I guess is kind of what makes it a little more tricky. Oh yeah. That's hard. That's, I think that's really cool that they like see how important that is to you and like want to support you in it. I feel like when I was a kid, I had no concept of like, <laughs> like what it meant to be a mother you know it was like my mom is my mom and that's all she is so I think that's cool to like yeah I don't know that they recognize that you have these things that you're good at and want to do and support you in that yeah that is an interesting perspective I mean I've definitely told them like hey guys I know you have your dreams uh, you know like they both play baseball and they're really into it and like and I have dreams too <laughs> you know mm-hmm. trying to like let them see that even you know as kids it's okay to have dreams it's okay to have dreams at any age and um yeah I do think that they that that means a lot to them Maybe I'm making it up in my head, but I think they do. No, I mean, what a great role model you are for them and what it's like to go for your dreams and work really hard and achieve them. I think that's awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I try. <laughs> um, something else we've talked about is um, the community that's been so important for you um, in navigating life as a mom, pushing that stroller with your kids and running and having you know other women around you to kind of support you in that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to turn that into a question. Um, I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit to that aspect of your training. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the Fort Collins running community is amazing. And there's literally something for everyone. If you Every day of the week, there are group runs, um, probably more than one. And um, yeah, I think coming in as I ran, I did run track and cross country in high school, but um, I just, I didn't do it in college. And so I think a decade had passed by the time I moved here and I didn't identify as a runner anymore um, and really got back into it after my kids were born to get back in shape and um, guide climbing trips. So the community, I feel like just, you know, you're brand new, you have nothing to show for anything, but you can just show up at a group run and there's always somebody to talk to. I mean, I think one of the things that people say is like, oh my gosh, it's so awkward to like come to a group run. Like you don't know if there's gonna be anybody. And I think you just have to kind of embrace that. Like every runner is maybe a little awkward or maybe every human is a little bit awkward and just like, um, you know, you find your people. It might not be the first time that you go that you find your person, but like I have met so many lifelong friends through just meeting up with for a run. I mean, the people, the girls on our team who are the founding members, that's how we met was mm-hmm. through, you know, I guess back it up a little bit through social media, then meeting for a run and then realizing like we had this passion and these dreams and we could be stronger together. So it kind of started out as like, you know, this little tiny snowflake and sorry for the snow analogy in spring, but it just really snowballed into like this um, amazing thing where we touched kind of all aspects of the running community as we, um, or as I and 
<clears throat> I don't know. I think a lot of the other girls came straight from college or, you know, had run for a long time. But I feel like I touched every single aspect of the community where it's like rec runner and then getting a little more serious and then a mom runner and um, and then really just moving along through all the circles. And everyone's been so welcoming and so supportive. And the um, some of the local businesses that we partner with for our team, when we kind of approached them with this idea they it wasn't you know they weren't necessarily like grilling us for questions or asking what our plans were. they just said like it's about time that somebody did something like this and it was so awesome to see the love that people have for it yeah that's awesome um it's really cool what you've done to go out and not only take advantage of the running community in fort collins that's there but also help to create that community um so you founded front range elite um how many years ago was it so i think we started planning this all the planning was done on long runs by the way it was so fun yeah i mean we just like talked for hours and hours but the planning of it started in 2019 so i had um kristen and abby were helping me on some of my workouts leading up to the Olympic trials and um and we just kind of started talking about how like how fun it was like i'd never done a track workout um i mean maybe a few with somebody consistently and so, and then same with long runs, like, I feel like I got into this little habit of just trying to get it done as fast as I could, you know, like get a babysitter, leave the house. And cause my husband travels for work. So a lot of the times I was like really on a time crunch trying to get back for a babysitter. Um, so I just run from my house and do the same trails over and over. Um, so yeah, I guess long, long answer to your very short question was about three years. Three years ago. I think one of the best things about being on a team, I feel like when you run with someone for a long time, you get to know them really well, really fast. I feel like long runs and workouts kind of like pull something like primal out of you almost um so it's a really good way to make friends i think like lots of my best friends have been made through running and so it's cool to like i don't know establish that group of people and get to know them through running it's like celebrating something you all love to do together yeah yeah i guess people can't see me but i'm nodding because absolutely like i don't know what it is about running but you can i mean you'll know somebody's life story on a run and if you've known them for 10 years like <laughs> wow i never knew these things about you like things just come out yeah it's funny what you said about it all starting on a long run too because definitely my best ideas have come to me on long runs <laughs> the best ideas and then you forget to write them down and you get home and you're like shoot <laughs> <laughs> you need to run with like a pad and pencil in the pack or something yeah that's some great alliteration i wanted to ask more about you know exactly how front range elite works um what the team consists of what you guys do and kind of what your um your hopes and dreams are for it yeah so we um so front range elite we have 11 members right now um and we want to keep it you know pretty small because we want to really be able to focus on the people that um that are training really hard and that's you know that's not to say that it would never grow but um yeah we really want to be able to focus and really bring people bring the best out in people so we do have two tiers there's a development team and then um the team that's met the time standards and we try to train together um we have some standing runs throughout the week um including like we do a seven at seven every wednesday morning at rain tree and um and then we pretty much do all of our long runs together those are pretty easy to coordinate and then the other ones we just have this giant text thread that we organize you know somebody will say i'm running at this time and usually there's always someone to run with i mean there are people who have to go really early and people who go a little later i can't go until nine because i drop my kiddos off at school um so that works really well um our Everyone applied to be on the team, so everyone that's on it really wants to be on it and has big dreams and goals. And um, and we kind of, you know, we tell that to people when they apply. Like, we want, you know, there's a place for everyone. And, like, what we want to focus on is people who want to hit, um, you know, like Olympic trials qualifying standards or make U.S. teams or run at big national races and, like, podium or whatnot. So um, we do focus on that side of it. Um, but we definitely, and just as I was saying before, how I've been, you know, through the whole um, community of Fort Collins runners starting from a, as a beginner and then you know just getting to see all of it like I think it's really important that um, 
every runner has, you know, their own dreams and they're all super valid and important. And I just, man, I don't know, something about runners, like at any level, I just love it. Like whatever people want to do, that's what I want them to be able to do. <clears throat> so we, our hopes and dreams for team, and it's like kind of scary, obviously saying these things out loud. Um, and we've shared them with our sponsors. We have a business plan that we um, gave all of them. And um, I mean, we want to be a team that produces um, Olympic trials qualifiers, Olympians someday, people who compete on U.S. teams and yeah, represent Fort Collins at a national level. So that's our big, scary goal and dream. Cool. That's awesome. I know that's super inspiring because I think at least one thing I didn't know about Fort Collins when I moved here was how many fantastic runners there are, like who are at that level to be qualifying for like, you know, these Olympic trials times and like podiuming, podiuming, podium? <laughs> how do you say that? podium? <laughs> um, but yeah, people who that. want to podium at races. Um, there's so many fantastic runners here and it's cool to like see these communities spring up. Um, you know, you hear these great stories of people like just grinding things out by themselves. But I think it's really beautiful when you hear the stories of people like working together to kind of make everyone else's dreams come true. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, that can be hitting these hard qualifying times or that could be running your first marathon. It's cool also to see how your team supports runners who are also trying to hit those goals, like running first marathons or running longest longest distances. So yeah, no, I, I love that. And even like a mile, right? Like, yeah. so our team is lucky and we um, got the opportunity to help direct the Mountain Avenue mile. <clears throat> and one of my big... Um, dreams for that race i guess is that a lot of people who have never ran are like a mile that's a comp that's like that's accomplishable and that's attainable and i want to do that and like realize how amazing it is to move your body on the earth and you know maybe like whether it's the actual race or through the training or whatever it is just find the enjoyment not that running has to be for everybody um but i personally just think that you know physically moving along the earth is so <laughs> i don't know what is so meaningful about it but it really is so um but yeah i definitely i agree um, what advice would you give for someone who's just starting out running? Um, probably too much advice. Um, I think, but no, really, I guess it would be more like keep it simple because it really is very simple and you can add on all the fancy things later. Like you don't worry about, you know, don't worry too much about shoes or, you know, just find like a good pair and don't worry about pace and don't like, don't worry about anything. Just go out and just like run until you don't want to. And then walk, like it's okay to walk. I recently had, oh my gosh, I think it's actually gone. I had a hamstring injury that I'm pretty sure was from like planting trees at my house because I was just shoveling. <laughs> um, but anyway, not like running injury that was not caused by running um but I dealt with it for almost two years and mm. I had taken a block like six weeks off and um it didn't actually ever go away but when I came back to running I would do like one minute of jogging one minute of walking or like 30 seconds of jogging and 30 seconds of walking like it's it's so relatable even to people who run a lot or run for a living um that when you first start out it's really hard and it just you have to just make it a habit like whether it's five minutes and just kind of like build the habit into your day and then you work your way up um, yeah, I guess that, that is what I'd say is keep it really simple and don't overthink things. Just like put your shoes on and go out the door. I think that's great advice. I know I keep trying to even tell myself that like getting back into running after some time off, I think people tend to overcomplicate it, but you're right. Just getting in that habit is really the only way to start. I have one. So we've been talking about goals kind of abstractly for front range elite and how to accomplish goals. Um, and I'm just wondering if you have any big running goals that you want to accomplish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I do. And sometimes I feel like maybe my, my goals are like, um, I don't know. There's concrete ones. Like I want to hit time standards, but there's also just like the totally abstract, like I just want to do, I just want to bring out the best of myself and like, just see what I can do, you know, and not set any limits. And, but then also be happy. Like if I don't make, if I don't reach a goal, I'm still going to be happy about it. Like it's the, it's, it's a dangerous slope, I think, to get in the habit of, and I've definitely, you know, I was guilty of this for sure. When I started running, I would set these really, really high expectations for myself, not meet them and then be disappointed. And then it was like, well, what's the point of doing this? If you're not going to enjoy it and be happy, 
So, um, I mean, I definitely want to make, um, so currently, I guess with the time standard or the time that I ran at the 50 K, um, I qualified to make the team for the 50 K. Um, the first spot was an automatic, um, team USA spot and I was second. So the way they do the criteria is there's three races and the first place person at each of those will go. And then there's three other spots and those will go to the next three fastest times. Um, so I'm hoping it'll still get me a spot and maybe I'll run another 50 K, um, in better conditions and like feeling a little better and, um, and having some experience under my belt. But if I don't, then I have hit the standard and maybe I'll still make that team. So that's one that's like kind of abstract, kind of, you know, time based. And, mm -hmm. and then I, um, would really love to make the Olympic trials marathon, um, again. So they lowered the standard from 245 to 237 and that's quite a leap. <clears throat> um, so my PR is just over 237. And I think, you know, if my family will um, get on board with another like training block of back-to-back -back long runs, like I think that was my secret sauce. I felt, I just, I've never felt so fit in my life, which is, you know, if you're a runner and you've done it for a while, like you can just know that feeling. Like when you're mm -hmm. so far into a long run, you're just like, I feel great. I feel so fit right now. Um, so I think doing that, I think I have a really good shot at it. And um, I mean, it has to, like we were talking about, you kind of hope for that perfect day where like the conditions are great you're super healthy your training block went well and it has to you know all land on this one day and it's kind of a lot of pressure but um it's fun like it's fun to shoot for that and try i'm wondering how you go about making a goal for yourself i know that personally sometimes i'll think about like oh maybe i could run this and it's almost kind of scary i'm like oh i can't believe i just had that thought like it's like if i think about it too much you know i'm worried that i'm gonna stress myself out um i don't want to like set such a high goal for myself and then um make it so that when I run, I feel this pressure of having to meet the goal. Um, but at the same time, I want to continue pushing myself and, you know, growing and reaching for things. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to strike that balance. Yeah. I think being willing to, um, be a little flexible too, you know, like, I don't know. I think when I first started running, I would time goals meant really nothing to me. Like I would throw out this time that I wanted to run and I wouldn't even really know the pace. And, um, so you like, as you learn more about yourself and you learn about like, I don't know. Are you shooting for a time just because like somebody else ran a time or does it like really excite you and make you motivated? Um, so finding the motivation behind your goal is a good, you know, good indicator of if it's like a worthwhile goal or not, I shouldn't say worthwhile, but you know, like a, a goal that is really internal to you and not trying to prove anything to anyone else, but just something that is really important to you. Um, so I think, yeah. And the other part with goals is like, if you have, you know, like I, I kind of sometimes think like, well, shoot, I don't, you know, recover and I don't get a massage every day and I don't go to PT every other day or, you know, the things that you really, really have to do if you want to run at a super high level or have a bunch of miles under your belt. Um, and so I have to like temper it back a little bit and do what's best for my life. Um, yeah. So especially with like not napping and, um, things like that, that pro athletes do all the time for me, that just would never really work. So. Yeah. I think that's a really good point that your running goals have to be constrained by like your other life goals, like, and your other identities. Um, and, you know, for some people running might really be like they're all in for it. They're going to like pour all of their time and energy into that. And for a lot of other people, it's constrained by other really important goals um, and obligations that you have in your life. So you mentioned a couple of times how you feel like your running journey has taken you through many different um, social circles and um, kind of stages of running that, you know, different people might experience. So I'm wondering, you know, how you kind of look at that journey throughout your life, how your running has changed, maybe from when you were just a little high schooler running to now. Um, what do you think have been like the most significant developments? and you're running throughout that time? Yeah, so let's see, in high school, I um, I remember the very first race I did and it was against, a, it was like the 400 meter dash and it was against a girl. Um, 
well, a lot of girls, but one in particular that was like, she hardly ever lost and she was kind of a big deal. And I remember just being so nervous. And I think this is really common in high school, college, especially just to have that like insane nerves before a race. Um, and I ran it and I won. And I remember like coming down the straightaway and looking over and seeing no one and just thinking like, wait, this isn't how this is supposed to go. I'm not supposed to win. Um, and then it was like really quickly, um, I kind of, you know, got that identity as like, I win. That's what I do. Like I, if I run a race and I don't win, then that's bad. And so it wasn't necessarily like the healthiest way to look at it. Um, but I, I just remember my my high school coach telling me like, if you decide to run in college, you're probably not going to win races anymore. Like you can have a great career and not win races. And in my head, I was like, I, I don't know about that. Like, I don't think I agree with you. So that's one big change is like, um, even though I love to win and I want to win and I try, it doesn't always happen. And that doesn't mean that it's not successful and that you haven't done a great job and that you haven't um, improved. So that's probably the biggest change. I also don't get nervous anymore, um, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, um, well, let's see, it was probably two years ago, Dina Castor's Let Your Mind Run, I think is the title of her book. Um, she talked about, and I kind of was in the process of doing this for years, but flipping your mentality to, um, instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, thinking like, this is exciting. I want to be here and I'm really excited and this is what I trained for. And just, um, I don't think I ever realized that a lot of the times I would, um, I don't know, in the in my mind, I was kind of playing devil's advocate, but really what it came out as was like kind of negativity. And so I tried to really work hard on seeing the positive side or like if I thought something negative, then like immediately saying the positive of it. So like instead of, oh my gosh, I'm running and it's really windy, thinking like, this is great resistance training. <laughs> um, so yeah, things like that. I didn't, I did not think that during my 50K, but I tried. <laughs> I'm blown away by the fact that you say you don't have, you don't feel nervous before a race because that is like, I get so nervous. Um, yeah. What is your pre-race routine like? Um, it depends on the distance and, um, let's see, I really like to wake up early and have like a few hours before I run. And sometimes that means getting up at like an ungodly time. Um, and just like eating, I get, my teammates make fun of me because I get really hungry. <laughs> And like, if I don't have enough fuel beforehand, it's, it can be really bad. So, um, yeah, I like to wake up and eat and usually it's like, um, you know, like actually peanut butter and honey sandwich. <laughs> um, and if, you know, I'm like in a strange hotel or something that it might be like a bagel or whatever, but I try to bring stuff with me. And then, um, yeah, I fuel with a, you can starch beforehand about like 40 minutes and try to hydrate. Um, it's like this balance of like hydrating, going to the bathroom, hydrating, going to the bathroom. And then like, you hope to have this perfect you know, when this gun goes off, like you're just totally like balanced out. Um, so, and then, I don't know, I just think about things that I'm like really thankful for, or, like, okay, this is awesome. Like I made the flight, my taxi or my Uber or whatever, like got me to the hotel. I woke up on time. I'm not gonna be late to my race. I know where I'm going, you know, like all the things, like kind of like going through all the steps in my mind of like what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it just helps me feel prepared. And like, I know the next step that I have to take, like, I might not know step five, but I know step one and two. And then by the time I get to two, then I'll have figured out the next one. That's really cool. I like that. Like taking it in bite-sized chunks kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. The last question we like to ask people is what it is that you love the most about running? <laughs> oh, that's really funny. There's so many things. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess to put it all in a nutshell and wow, that is a stumper. <laughs> I mean, I just think that running makes for me personally, it just makes me a better person. And um, I mean, all my best ideas, all my best friends, like best experiences like my husband and I got engaged and we ran a marathon together mm. we did not train for it <laughs> that's a whole other really long story but like that was such a fun memory of we were just two like young people um 
making bad decisions and running a marathon without <laughs> training for it. And it, I don't know, like all like there's just so many great memories and people and like in the end, it's like the people who matter the most. And I feel like that's all come from running. So mm. that's probably what I love about it most. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome. thank you for coming in and talking with us today. Of course. It was so fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to KCSU for supporting this podcast. Thanks to the FOCO running community for being awesome. And to all of you, our listeners. The music to this podcast was composed by Martin Tong and accessed through Universal Production Music. You can check out our podcast on the KCSU website, the KCSU app, and Spotify. Happy trails! Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>